Hi, we're in our second series of the Data Balance podcast. And um, as you know, we've taken a, a slight diversion from our, um, our normal topics. And we're talking about something that's very important to everyone would imagine at the moment, how we can work effectively at home and, and also looking after our own mental health. And today I'm uh, joined by Gemma Granger. Um, uh, Gemma, would you like to give us a, an introduction about yourself and what you do? Yeah, sure. Hi, so I'm Gemma. Um, I am a psychotherapist. I work in London, mostly the Shoreditch area, but actually at the moment I work from my house. Right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that, and, and a new thing for you, do you, do you normally work from home? Um, I have a few clients that I see over Skype anyway, because some people travel a lot or, um, you know, they, they are actually abroad or whatever, but um, mostly I don't work from home, no. Right, okay. Um, so. Obviously, we, we find ourselves in a fairly unique position at the moment. Um, and a lot of people uh, probably haven't, like yourself, haven't worked from home or, or certainly haven't worked from home for a great deal of time. And, and plus the self-isolation aspect. Um, if you're an employer and you've got teams dotted all around um, the UK or maybe the globe, uh, how can you identify if people are having problems or um, need extra support or help? I think it's quite difficult if you've got loads of offices and loads of employees but I think there are there are a few kind of more obvious telltale signs so I think if people are not turning up for meetings so much um, there's a reluctance to kind of put video on or reluctance to join in with audio so much just kind of the general signs of being a bit more introverted and just not being as kind of forthcoming um, at sociable stuff and um, the kind of the general structure as normal. They can be quite like sort of first telltale signs. I think there's a lot of stuff that people will be dealing with and not sharing and kind of just keeping going. Um, and I wonder whether it's quite an important thing at this time to be able to create um, a quite approachable communication channel. So uh, something like just making sure that the team lead or whatever kind of checks in with everyone on that team just to say hi how are you doing what are you up to today have you got enough work you know just general stuff keeping it a little bit work focused but then also just making sure that they and their day is okay because it is just so weird isn't it it's just we yeah it's so now, weird. yeah we're in our homes and we can get distracted or um we can make tea whenever or you know you could even maybe get away with putting a telly on in the background it's just not the same as normal and and on that, um, it's quite interesting what you say, because um, we have a client at the moment, um, and I, funnily enough, I just talked to them this morning, and they put aside um, 15 minutes, uh, one morning a week, to not talk about work, but they get small groups together and they just talk about what's going on, what they're doing. Are, are things like that um, helpful in your experience? I think for some people, very helpful. And some people very unhelpful. I think some people find talking it, talking to people generally that I mean, social anxiety is quite a big thing. Um, but the introverts of us um, will maybe find that quite scary. Um, I think an opt in 
program with that is usually a good way of going around it because it, then that will identify without shining a light on them the people that maybe actually that isn't going to be helpful for them but a lot of the time it is really nice just to touch base with people because we're missing that you know when you go and make a cup of tea or a coffee and you have a small chat with someone every hour or whatever we're missing that little touch in with people so it's quite nice to just be able to keep a bit of that social element because a lot of us as well work is much of our social life yeah yeah and and can I just touch on something where you said introversion and extroversion? Um, so uh, a lot of a lot of data teams um, work in pods, um, and they they range in size, but four to eight is quite commonly sized. Mm-hmm. Um, if if you're leading if you're leading that pod, leading that team, um, should you should you be as systematic as actually un- kind of listing out your team and understanding if they are an introvert or extrovert and coming up with a plan of how you should communicate to them during this time? I think it would be quite useful to be mindful. You might not know because also we all sit on a spectrum. So sometimes we can bring an introvert role to some roles and then an extroverted role to another role. We can kind of, some of us can pick and choose what we do. So you might not know, but I think, yeah, just being mindful of that would probably be quite helpful. Um, Because also some people can be introverts but then actually like one-on-ones. Yeah. 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 And how and so um, your point was um, about client about they might not know. So um, is it as simple as um, asking uh, the people that work for you kind of how do you like to be communicated to? You know, what 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 can we do that's better to make sure that your work time is more productive, enjoyable? Is it is it that simple? I think that's a good start. Um, And then hopefully from that you'll learn something else. And then from that, maybe there's the next step. But I couldn't necessarily give you a first do this and then definitely do this and then you'll have the answer because everyone's <laughs> quite complex. Um, and yeah, I, I think I think that would be a good start though. I think asking is always helpful. People might not offer the information, but then that's kind of up to them. Um, but people might just, you know, they might go, you know what, if you just message me on Slack once a week and just check in with me, that will be fine. And I'll tell you if, if I'm struggling. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, 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 I totally appreciate that. And then and in, and in terms of as an individual, hmm. um, because many people, well, in fact, I know very few people um, that have that have been in this situation. Um, and a lot of a lot of the uh, people new into data, kind of mid twenties. Um, actually, they might not be working from their home. They might be quite a lot of them, and I certainly know that Kubrick staff. Quite a lot of them have actually moved back to their parents to get out of London. Mm. What, what, what issues does that carry with it? Well, you know, that's not even working from home. That's working from someone else's home. Um, so that adds a whole extra element to it especially if it's parents because there's this kind of strange thing that can happen when you go and live with your parents when you've been an adult for so long and then you kind of end up regressing um and then there's a whole mixture of other things that come about there you know who were you as a teenager or who were you when you last lived at home is that person somebody that you're beginning to inhabit again or is that person somebody that your parents think you are but actually you're not anymore so these can all be different layers that we have to face at the moment um they can be really challenging but it's all i mean it all comes with recalibration like everything we're doing right now is recalibration um so it might just deserve some thought um and, yeah 
And so on that base, so if if I am an individual and it might not be something because when we spoke um, previously to do this podcast, I was actually um, I was really surprised when you told me that that is an issue, but it makes complete sense. So if you are listening to this, and you are sitting um, in uh, back at your parents. How would you know? What what are the kind of tips that you would do to ensure that um, you know you 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 don't regress or that you can handle it? What what are the what are the pointers that you could give? Um, being aware of it can be helpful to start with, but then I think um, the thing you can do for yourself is holding on to your adult, holding on to the person that you were and that you are, because it's not actually somebody that you were, you still are that person, it's just that you need to bring them into your now family home. Um, And so remembering what were those things that I did that made me me? What did I do on my weekends? How did I spend my time? When did I eat my meals? What did I eat for my meals? What are the things that I did? And then trying to think, what can I actually bring in here? Because there will be things that you probably can't. I mean, I think diet and food is a big issue because you're not necessarily doing the shopping for yourself anymore. Mm. And you're probably expected to sit down together because that's how families often do function. Um, but what are the things that you can take control of? And I think the the thing that a lot of people are talking about is routine. Yeah. And a lot of people are going, oh, routine's really good because it just means we're getting up in the morning and we have structure. Yeah, there is that. But there's also the personal element of it, which is how do you like to live your day? What time do you want to get up? When do you want to do your exercise? What time do you want to take your breaks? And kind of just taking some agency back. And I know it's not the same as when you're living in London at home, or you know, you're living your life. But when we are trapped in our houses we have to be a bit creative and we have to kind of bring our big worlds into a small world and just kind of play around with it and recreate it yeah that makes that make that makes total sense and there was something on that i wanted to touch on 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 routine mm-hmm. because from my own personal uh, perspective i did i did get up the other day and, and i did think this is like groundhog day you know yeah. the weekends the weekends are blurring into the weekdays my office is right there set up so you know, I'll nip in and do a bit of work. And suddenly I realise that actually it's all blurring into one. Uh, And I think it's, it's, uh, we spoke about it, didn't we, before? It's the monotony of it. We did, yeah. Something that's really coming up is um, the need for variety. Um, We, I think we all find routine to start with because it makes us feel safe. And I think the first few weeks of all of this, it was, we must survive. We must be okay. We must change our lives and we must make sure we get through this. But now there's that kind of, deceptive sense of normality coming in but actually we have to remind ourselves this is not normality um but the monotony can be something that becomes really boring and it's maybe not serving us so well as it was before when we were keeping that kind of structured routine so maybe there are some days you need to mix it up and maybe in the first instances it's as simple as mixing it up in the sense of I'm going to do my exercise in after work rather than before work for example um but it might also as time goes on, we might have to get a bit creative again, kind of thinking of new things we can do, new ways we can spend our weekends, new ways we can spend our evenings. Um, just need to mix it up. And I've got to say, there are some aspects um, about this, and I don't know if it's the same with you, but there's some aspects that I found really positive about um, this, this whole situation we're in, working from home. Um, what what are the kind of positives that you would leave people with to actually go out and look for or reflect on? There's actually loads of positives and it can be quite personal. I think for me, I'm getting loads more sleep 
um, loads yeah. of sleep, not commuting, and I'm getting so much time back not commuting. Um, for some people, it's really annoying, kind of their their house being also their their gym, also their their kitchens, also their their workplace. But for some people, that can be really nice. Um, I think because the whole world is on lockdown right now, it can be really useful to think, what, who are those people that I used to go to uni with that live in this country? Or who are those people that live really far away that I never really reach out to? It can bring everyone together. It can be a bit boring if we're all talking about the same thing all, all day, every day, which is maybe another thing, kind of going back to the variety point. Yeah. Um, to consider, talk about something else. But um, but no, I think it's, it's quite nice in the sense of being able to reach out to more people and it being completely acceptable. But also just, I think, maybe linking it into the introversion, which I think is a really important point, is not everyone likes video calling all the time, especially in yeah. the weekend. Um, and so as much as this is a really nice opportunity to get on Skype and to get on Zoom and whatever, um, be, just be mindful that some people actually just need quite a lot of personal space. And even though they might be lonely, that might be what they like. And I think that that brings us nicely um, to, I suppose, summing, summing our uh, very, very interesting conversation up. And, and it's been amazing you sharing your knowledge on this. Um, could you give a bit of a kind of summary of, of um, advice to employers and advice to people that are sitting at home as individuals um, and, and kind of, what they can do if you could just sum up all the all the advice that you that you very kindly gave yeah sure I'll try and um, make it succinct for you um I think most importantly is that we really are living in a crisis we aren't just working from home um so be forgiving of yourself if you aren't being very productive just forgive yourself for the day you can try again tomorrow you know we've got time to work on this stuff and then equally for your employees be forgiving of them because they might be having a hard time we don't know and also people might not be sharing this with you um I think kind of trying to keep some of that sociability up that the workplace does provide for lots of people, but they're not making it obligatory. So um, maybe creating an online film night or a games a games thing you can do online. Um, that could be quite nice for people just to kind of keep in touch. Um, keeping that approachable communication channel so that people can be listened to. Um, yeah. People might not need advice. They might just need to be heard. And I think that's an important lesson for kind of at all times. But um, we don't necessarily need to have the answers for people who are struggling, but they might just need a nice ear to hear them out. Um, and I think kind of going also similar to the kind of forgiving of yourself, um, reward yourself sometimes. Like maybe we need an Easter egg. <laughs> maybe yeah. maybe we need a time out and maybe you know creating some skype team beers or something um or buying yourself a kind of an indoor badminton set or something it might be quite helpful just to lift your spirits um so finding joy finding a bit of routine but then in, injecting a bit of variety in there and remember while like go outside because fresh air is really good for us and green is really good for us just yeah. be safe and kind of keep to that um yeah, yeah. That's been hugely useful and and uh, thank you so much for imparting your knowledge. I, I really hope um, people that are listening have found it um, useful. Thank you very much, Gemma. Oh, you're so welcome. Good to talk to you.